0: You are the expert in your field. You know your business better than 95% of the people out there. So how do you share that knowledge in a way that will really resonate with your customer? Running a service business can be hard. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So today I'm going to start off telling you a story about a few years ago, this is back when I owned a business that we had uh, 40-something vehicles, we parked a lot of them in our you know, on our property that in, we lived, we had, we didn't live there. We we had our shop in an area that um, ex- went through a period where ex- experienced a lot of break-ins. So we had our vehicles broken into numerous times, tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment and other materials were stolen out of the trucks. And we decided that we needed to upgrade our security system. So I was ready and willing to spend several tens of thousands of dollars. And here's what I wanted. I wanted a highly functional motion sensor system to trigger the cameras that were you know, pointing at the vehicles we had parked. I wanted uh, the cameras had the ability to cl- uh, capture a clear enough image to make out faces at night with the lighting we had in our yard or plan to upgrade the lighting and system. I, th- those are things I wanted. And I want it easy to use because I'm not really an, an IT guy. I don't really enjoy um. the the nuances of, of complicated technology. That's not, I'm not a gadget person. Those things don't excite me. I don't enjoy all that stuff. So I wanted it easy to use. So I wanted good motion sensors that would trigger the cameras. I wanted clear, clear enough cameras and good enough lighting to capture crystal clear images. If people did break in so we could give it to the police and hopefully catch people doing it. And I wanted it easy to use. Those are the three things I wanted so one, I, we, call, and we, we had a handful of companies that we thought could help us. We called them out, scheduled appointments for the salespeople to come out. And one in particular really stru- stuck out to me. I have not, I don't think I've ever really been at this, like just annoyed with a salesperson before. Uh, but here's what he talked about. He, he was there for 40 minutes and he talked about his knowledge, how knowledgeable he was in this field. He talked about his experience, how many years he'd been in the industry, which was like 15 or 17 or something like that. He talked about the number of years his company had been in business, which was, well, like 25, <clears throat> 20 or 25 years. He talked about how many satisfied customers they had, which was thousands in the area we were in. He talked about how much their warranty uh, was should reassure their customers, including me. And he talked about uh, this awesome... Motion detective system that would attach to the fence around our yard and it would sound an alarm, which would no doubt piss off all of our neighbors every time a cat jumped on it in the middle of the night. So, these are the things he talked about. Now, I know this company had what I wanted. I learned later that I, they had exactly what I wanted. But the three things I wanted were highly functional motion sensors to trigger the cameras, clear enough, uh, good enough cameras to capture clear images, and an easy to use system for a non-IT guy like me. That's the three things I wanted. He spoke about his knowledge, his experience, the number of years this company had been in business, how many satisfied customers they had, the warranty, and this motion detector alarm thing. So, and he was adamant that those are the things I should care about. He was adamant that those are things that smart customers would make use to make decisions on, his knowledge, his experience, how many years they've been in business, the warranty, et cetera. And after the third time of saying, those are all fantastic things, but here are the three things I care about. I finally gave up. (laughs) We just, we just, I just ended the appointment. Like, okay, we're not getting anywhere. The three things I've said I care about. You either need to address those things or explain to me how I want is not achievable. It's not reasonable. It's not going to work, whatever. Either tell me how, what I want is not possible or address the things that I want. So we ultimately ended up buying a system from somebody else. And the the guy, the annoying sales guy's company lost out on like a $50,000 order because their guy's just a bozo. So this is one of my uh, uh, most clear examples of this, but it happens to us all in service industries where we have very knowledgeable, intelligent, capable, competent people who go out and represent our company, our industry. And they they kind of lose sight of what the priorities of the conversation should be. And this is not like, uh, you know, like they're braggadocious or egotistical or, you know, some are, of course, but th- that's not generally what it is. One of the first things we all learn in sales school is that people's number one favorite to talk about number one, dis- that topic of discussion, their favorite thing to talk about is themselves. Number one across the board universally people's favorite thing to talk about at all times is themselves. That applies to the customer and it also applies to the salesperson. But for most of us, the customer's need to talk about what they want, the customer and their needs, trumps the salesperson's need to talk about what they want, which is their knowledge, their expertise, all that kind of stuff. So first thing I want to explain to salespeople, whether it's uh, salespeople in my own company, if I'm training them or teaching them, or salespeople in somebody else's company, especially if I'm the customer. Newsflash if I didn't think you were knowledgeable and had expertise, I wouldn't have called you. So, a little bit of it, you know, reassuring me as the client that you have this knowledge and I made the right call, a little bit That's fine. You know, give me some supporting information to uh, confirm that I called the right person. Understood. Got it. That makes perfect sense. However, If that becomes the dominant topic of the conversation, you're not addressing the needs of the customer. You're not speaking to their favorite thing to talk about, which is themselves. You're not addressing what's driving them, how they're making decisions, the criteria for how they're making decisions, what's driving them to to solve this problem in the first place. You're not just, you're not addressing any of that stuff, which means you're completely on the wrong track. So in many cases, service professionals get hung up on the how the solution without clearly understanding what the customer wants. They focus on the customer's unrealistic, unreasonable, or uneducated technical exp- ex- uh, expectations. You know, the customer thinks that they know the solution they need, but they're wrong. And the salesman works really hard, or a salesperson works really hard to explain why the solution the customer thinks they need isn't quite right, but never ties it back to what the customer really wants. I'll give you another example from my own uh, situation. As you guys may have heard over the last couple of years, My wife and I moved from the very rainy Pacific Northwest. We moved our primary residence to the Arizona desert. We bought a house we like that uh, the yard was not awesome. So we spent what I would consider a small fortune uh, way more. If you would have told me five years ago that I was going to spend this amount of money on a landscaping project, I would have told you you're absolutely insane. Anyway, I spent a small fortune to upgrade, to design and and install basically a whole new yard. The company that did that does not do maintenance. though. So what I want is a landscape company who will come out and take care of, of this, this, you know, small fortune I spent on plants and flowers and whatever. I want the plants to live without needing to become a horticulturalist, without having to become a sprinkler system guru, or to spend or devote hours every week to gardening. I would rather be working with my clients, I'd rather be doing things like what I'm doing right now, recording this podcast. I'd rather be doing webinars and seminars and classes or in the pool. I would much rather be doing any of those things rather than watering flowers and learning how to make desert plants grow because I don't know this stuff. I'm from the rainy Pacific Northwest. All I want is for the flowers and plants I spend all that money on to live and to have the belief that the landscaper I'm paying, uh, landscaper I'm paying Shares that desire, and it took me five landscapers to find that. And the first four kept asking me things like, "How often do I want you to come out? Do I want them to come out weekly, monthly, twice a month?" And my answer was, "I don't know. How often should you come out to make sure the plants don't die?" And they would ask me questions like, "Well, what's your budget?" And my thought was, "I spent a, what seems like an obscene amount of money on this yard, so I'm clearly willing to spend a lot of money." On the other hand, a hundred bucks is too much if the plants are going to die. So I don't care how often they come out. I don't care if it's $125 a month or $200 a month. I care that the plants live and I care that they do it without me having to become an expert in, in desert plants, sprinkler systems, and devoting a bunch of time. So. This is the disconnect we had was their salespeople would come out and talk about, well, how often do you want me to come out? And, and here's the services we provide. And my thought, my, what I wanted was, I want the plans to live without having to have to become an expert in these things. So there was a disconnect in four landscape companies. And the fifth one came out and nailed it. They come out and, hey, we get it. You, you, don't, want, you don't want to deal with this stuff. You want, it, you want us to deal with it. That's what we do. We're happy to do it. We want your stuff to be thriving and whatever. Right? So they got the job. Super simple. So how do we speak in a way that serves the customer and speaks to their needs and their favorite topic, them, without starting to focus on ourselves as the experts? And one way to do that is to follow the simple three-step formula. The first step is find out what their problem is, what they really want, and repeat it back to them. The Second step, find out why this matters to them, repeat that back to them. The third step is, Explain how we will deliver what they want. So what, why, how? Three-step formula, super simple. Now, what most of the time happens is we skip the what, we skip the why, and we focus on the how. The customer calls and says, I need my air conditioning sy- system replaced or f- updated or repaired or whatever. The customer has some kind of belief on how that should go, what that should look like, how, what it should cost, et cetera, et cetera. They're wrong sometimes, they're right sometimes, it doesn't matter. The service technician comes out and spends all this time educating them on what they really need, the how, without learning or incorporating into their process what the customer really wants. Customer doesn't necessarily want a new air conditioning system. They want to never deal with this again. That's what they really want. Or maybe they do want they want a new air conditioning system because. You know, aside from maybe they want that they increase the value of their home. They're gonna sell it in three years. You know, those are the things that they want. They don't care about the air conditioning system. They care about these other things. I don't care about how often the landscaper comes out. I want the plants not to die. So what we tend to get in trouble is repeating back the solution and never really speaking to what the customer wants or why they want it. The landscaper again kept asking me how often I want them to come out and never really understood or cared about or addressed what I really wanted. So the question for you is, what do your customers really want? Forget about the technical work you do or the service you provide. What do they really want? And just listen to the difference in these conversations. Again, I'm, I'm focusing on this landscaping one because it's a it's a awesome, crystal clear example. I'm talking about. We spent with four of these companies who didn't get my business. We spent all our time talking about the how. The fifth company that got my business understood what I really wanted. So just listen to the difference in these two conversations. First one is this. What I'm hearing you say, Mr. Harding, is that you want these plants that you just spent a ton of money on to live so your wife can enjoy them and you can protect the, the investment you made and you're not interested in learning how to do all this by yourself because you'd rather be spending your time doing the things that make you happy. Here's the best way or ways we can provide that. That's one conversation versus this. Would you like us out once a month or twice a month? Once a month is $125, twice a month is $200 a month. That is essentially the difference in the conversations I had. So it's important for us to help our salespeople understand this formula. What do they really want? Why do they want it? How do we provide the solution? Most of the time, and I would say most of the time, I mean, 90 plus percent of the time, our salespeople, our service technicians go out and they focus on the how, and they do not really understand the what and the why. They've, they believe, again, because our favorite things to talk about is ourselves. If I'm, a, if I'm a HVAC technician, my favorite thing to talk about is going to be my experience, my knowledge, my abilities in my field, the HVAC world. That's not what the customer cares about. The customer cares about peace of mind. The customer cares about never dealing with this again or whatever it is. They don't really care about the technical work we're going to do so much as that's just the the vehicle to solve their problem, which is, I don't want to deal with this again. This is a hassle. It's annoying, whatever it is. We need to understand what they really want, why they want it, and then get into the how. And that simple three-step formula can can help our salespeople tremendously. It can help us in a variety of other ways. It's kind of what, why, how thing is is critically important for everything we do from writing procedures to Developing a culture to say it just it, it it this simple formula will help us a lot in a lot of ways. But this way in particular, talking about sales is just getting our sales to understand what the customer really cares about and speaking to that, not speaking to our own abilities as a service provider. So the first step is understand everybody's favorite thing to talk about is themselves, period. If we don't keep this top top of mind, we can subconsciously make the sales call about us as the provider, which is not interesting to the customer. Their favorite thing to talk about is them and their problems. Our favorite thing to talk about is us and our abilities or our problems or whatever. And if we aren't aware of this, we can accidentally turn this conversation to being about us and not about the customer, which is not at all interesting to them. So uh, I would really recommend teaching our salespeople this what, why, how uh, uh, framework. Uh, We need to learn what the customer really wants. Maybe they want to never have to worry about this problem again. Maybe they want to protect their home because it's their biggest investment. Maybe they just want to make their lives easier or more enjoyable for them or the, for their families. Those are the kinds of things that they really want. Why do they want it? Maybe this is annoyance. And they don't like being annoyed. Maybe they don't like feeling incompetent, ignorant, or helpless. They, they want this thing to work, and it doesn't work. And they don't like the feeling that comes along with it, not knowing how to solve this problem and looking silly in front of their spouse or their kids or who knows. Could be a ton of reasons. And then, and only then, can we focus on the how, which solution is right for them based on what they really want and why they want it. Again, if we don't teach our salespeople this framework, they will spend their time talking about the how, which supports them and their knowledge and their expertise and losing sight of what the customer really wants, which rarely has anything to do with the technical work we provide technical work you provide is just the vehicle to get to what they really want. So uh, that's the framework I would suggest teaching to our salespeople. And this stuff is applicable in any in industry. Uh, we, we we get hung up on this idea that the, the how is what really matters. The how is not what really matters. The what and the why is what really matters. So that is it for this week. Hope this is helpful for you. And I will see you all in na- the... Oh, wait, I almost forgot. I got to do my uh, my plug real quick. If you haven't had a chance yet, please share this with a business owner, friend, or colleague. Uh, this podcast is all about helping people in service industries, grow their business, develop their team, help with procedures and processes and financials, and all the things that go along with building a business that can run without you, whatever that means to you. Some folks like to take a four-day weekend. Some people want to take a two-week vacation every year. Some people want to move to the Bahamas and just cash a check every month. Whatever building a business that can run without you looks like to you, that's what we're aiming for. So share this podcast with a friend or colleague in an industry like that. Also, if you haven't had a chance, give us a rating review. Sure appreciate that. That's how we build this podcast community so we can help other business owners just like you. Now that I've got the plugs out of the way, now I'll say adieu and thank you for uh, tuning in again. That's it for this week and I'll see you all next week.